Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is leading sales into a new digital reality. And I have the perfect expert for this, Randall Gillespie, who is EVB of production at Thrive Mortgage. Randall's been in our business for a long time. Countryway, Bank of America, stellar resume for sure. Hi, Randall. Good morning, Pat. Well, Randall, this is an important topic, and I know that you've been at the conference, but before we jump onto that topic, let's talk about how you got into mortgage banking and managing. And by the way, I read your little blog about your dad, and I thought it was spectacular. I just wanted to tell you. Well, thank you for saying that. And that's really a big reason why I got into the business. My father just loves helping people, yet he sold shoes. So I think for all of us, when we have those kinds of altruistic kind of interests. Uh, I wanted to go into law enforcement because of a desire to help people. So I was a military policeman in the Marine Corps. When I got out, I was finishing my degree, became a mediator, paid mediator for the city. Loved that really more than I would have ever imagined. And it taught some incredible skills. So if people have an opportunity to be a neighborhood mediator, that is a valuable skill to learn in communication. Uh, But from there, I had met someone else that was on a state board for conflict resolution with me who had been in the mortgage business and was doing housing mediations and he was going back to mortgage lending and he said i'd love to introduce you to the business i had no clue what that meant what a mortgage originator was i had to look it up in a dictionary there was not google in those days and boy i just fell in love with the business the first client i helped get into a home still gets me excited at the thought of the fact that we get paid and have a career of helping people get into homes because it's just life-changing for people. Yeah, that's a terrific comment. It's a terrific segue into our, our next uh, topic, which is what's the biggest challenge in this uh, robust market that now looks like it might be shifting? I'd say the biggest challenge, and I'm going to say as a leader and anyone who manages anyone, whether it's uh, one LOA or LPP, whether it's an underwriter that has an assistant, whatever the position is, I think for myself, what I increasingly have difficulty in or challenge is making sure that the speed of change that we are involved in is not wearing people out. Uh, We're at a company where we have three principles. If it's legal, can be profitable and good for them, then we're going to do it. And that means we are always rolling lots of things out. But my direct reports they can all get a little bit busy to say the least. And it's making sure that we're taking care of people around us. But the fact is you have to always be changing. I'll talk to people that will talk about not being able to get to where they want to go at their current lender. And they'll say they just don't want change. The reality is we have to have change in our business, the speed of change outside the organization. If it's faster than the speed of change inside the organization, you're doomed to failure, as they say. So there has to be change, but it's managing through that change to not be overwhelmed for people. So that's one of the things that I find myself challenged with all the time, making sure it's the proper pace. Well, that leads to the next issue or the next question, which is how do you stay current in the world of mortgage banking? I know that you're at the annual conference, but talk about how there's so much going on. There is so much going on. In fact, Pat, to your point about that, I was a little intrigued to walk past some of the sessions on things like e-closing. And to hear some of the questions that people were asking and realizing they had no clue even what it is today. And yet we've been e-closing for over three years 
you have to stay up. You have to provide these resources and tools. Obviously, for us and others who were already doing e-closes and ultimately doing RONs and such, that became critical during 2020 with the the crisis um, and what we're still currently going through where people were limited in getting together. So how do you stay current? You have to make sure that you're allocating time. I am a big one, not in time management, but priority management. Uh, you know, people will say, I don't have time to do something. Well, the reality is you just didn't think it was important enough. So you've got to allocate priority on your calendar to stay ahead of it and just surround yourself with great people. If there's only one talent I would say that I have that maybe I could take some credit for is knowing how to identify some much smarter people than myself. And when you surround yourself with those kind of folks, you'll be able to stay up and listen to them. Too oftentimes people stop listening. When I was a, a young loan officer in the business, I would get frustrated often at leadership that was not listening to changes or trends that I saw that were going on. And I just wanted to make sure that they heard me. Lencioni talks about it in one of his books on leadership. And that is to make sure that you are always listening to people around you so that they feel like there is an avenue for innovation and information. Well, that is a perfect lead into the big picture for if you're looking at 2022, what do you think are some trends that are going to be part of that year? Well, certainly, and just like to your point, I'm at the MBA annual conference for the first time we've gotten together now uh, since the pandemic, uh, live and in person. And there's a great mixture between technology, but the basics, and that is education and information. We're in a very complex business, but let's face it, our, our focus and attention many times is to try to make it simple for our clients. But it is a complex business and we can't forget about that. So we've got to educate them, help them understand why we do certain things. As an example, as we know, there's verification requirements for employment prior to closing. One of the things that many clients don't understand is how you're calling right before closing to get employment verification. And clients will think that we missed that, but they don't understand that that's something that's required now. Um, and certainly uh, many companies had to put extra due diligence in place to make sure there was employment at the time of closing. So it's educating borrowers about the process and why we do the things that we do. I like to know why we do things. So talking about that big picture ultimately and what are some of those trends, it's the technology, it's the education, it's making sure that you do know how to do e-closes because more and more are doing that. It's making sure you have the resources for CRM, as an example, all the robust ways that new CRMs and even some existing CRMs are providing ways to communicate to your clients. Some like phone calls still, uh, some like written, some like text, some like uh, audio, video, and you have to know your client and be able to deliver to them the way that they want to be communicated to. Well, I can't agree with you more, and I certainly I'm involved with teaching a lot of that, and I see it over exactly and over and over again. People don't do this, and it, it is incredible. But that leads into our our big topic, our main topic today, about leading sales into the new digital reality. And as you well know, being in the mortgage business for a while, is that um, some loan officers will adopt it, others will not. How do you handle all of that? How do you get everybody on the same page? You know, I don't think you ever do, first of all, but thank you for what you do, Pat. That's exactly the point. We have to be a better educated group of professionals. Look at what's happening in the medical profession right now. There's so many 
different um, ideas and thoughts. And with social media, one of the downsides of social media is that everybody can become an expert based on what they have read. It doesn't mean that their information is accurate. And that happens in the mortgage industry. It's happened in the medical industry. And so you have a very big job that uh, to help oh, yeah. us uh, be able to deliver for clients. So thank you for what you do. Well, I certainly appreciate your comments, and I am a believer in education, and the more you know, the better you are, and that's all what we really need to think about. But talk about this, digital, the new digital reality, and talk about how do you lead sales in this world? Are you selecting when you're hiring differently, or are you just assuming that basically we're going to be training them. How do you make that work, Randall? You know, I think it first comes back to making sure you understand why people are in the business. So I'll start very granular for a minute and then go out. Sure. And making sure that a loan officer doesn't simply want transactions, but they want relationships. They want to provide the best experiences. And and that's going to have to be a mentality that that people have and what drive them. So now, you know, going out to the that macro level, if you will, one of the things that we all know in our business on a sales side is that there's always been some kind of scorecard about the quality of your file. And that's been important, no doubt, to make sure that you can properly reflect that client when underwriting is doing what they need to do. But we need to have a scorecard in the tools and resources as well that our loan officers are using. Otherwise, we truly can't help them get to where they want to go because things have changed and people expect more. Let me give you an analogy of that. It's the movie industry, which is really at a basic, it's acting. And you go all the way back to the history. You can go back to Greece and go forward. People have always acted and they performed. Some was poetry, some was history. And we've seen an evolution and it got into vaudeville and then you got radio and then you got movies. And at one point they you know, finally put in talk <laughs> with it besides just music. And now we even see that, you know, in the last 20 years, look at the action that now is involved in movies to keep your attention. Uh, my kids, we've got nine children and we love to sit down and have a movie night. And sometimes we'll pick ones that I love from, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And the, it's a completely different experience in movie today. Uh, there was not as much action. It was much slower pace. There wasn't as much music and intensity to it. But today, in order to keep our attention, there is so much more action and there's so much more intensity. And the reality is our customers are also looking for a broader, bigger experience uh, when they're going through the mortgage industry. Yes, you can watch a little mini show once in a while and it'll kind of keep your attention. But truly for that lasting impression that we need to have to take care of our clients, it's about providing all these tools and resources. And so we've got to encourage our people that that's what they have to deliver for their client. They need to have analysis for that client that shows what is the strength of that particular product that they're trying to deliver to them, not just to say, here's a 30-year fix, but instead, let me show you your payoff period. Let me show you ways to increase your wealth. And there are tools and resources that we have in technology that can help do that. And communication, as I mentioned, we're in a fast-paced world. And the old days of just talking on the phone at the start and at the end of the process can't be the case anymore. We have to give them constant communication and some prefer text. Uh, we have a very complex geography out there. And as well, we have multiple generations that are out there. And some like the call, some only want 
the text. Some only want a video chat and so on. And you have to be able to then have the various technologies. And people who are not keeping up with that, loan officers specifically, are going to find themselves more and more pushed out of the industry, just like fewer and fewer people watch some movies that just don't have the breadth of their entertainment that they can get today. And that's what can happen to a loan officer if they are allowing technologies to get past them. Well, you raised really fabulous points. And I would have to say, I agree with you completely. In fact, I actually use the analogy of the movie industry. So it was kind of interesting that you you raised that up. But from your viewpoint, so have you implemented a scorecard that, that ties together with technology usage or not? Uh, we have. It's not as robust. We're trying to automate it. We're very much into automation today, not to have less touches, but to allow our are people that have more touches with their clients. I think there's a misconception, or at least in some companies, they're looking just a purely lower cost by having less engagement with the client personally, humanly, and more just with technology. Uh, the reality is we have to be able to look at our calendars and see the majority of our time was with people and educating and informing them and helping them through the process. It's a scary process. So yes, we have um, implemented a scorecard and in fact, I was just talking to, there's been a merger that you may be aware of with Simple Nexus and LBAware. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, I just talked to them yesterday about this very thing and the dashboard that we can develop that makes this more simpler and helps a loan officer. Like right, most of us, we want to see it. And so they can see their engagement and then most importantly, show them not just simply that go through this as a rote routine, but instead have them see the connection between these kinds of activities and the success of pull through for a client, success of that client experience and a high score and so on. So we have, um, and we're continuing to make it more robustness. Not as a gotcha, by the way, I I really want to say that as well. There are those people that have done certain things the same way for years and they're Mm -hmm. very successful. There's people I know that are like that and they've developed a client base that is how they work. So they found a niche in, in that particular situation. That's fantastic. Just like some doctors specialize in certain very unique areas. Uh, but don't get confused by that and thinking that that's the way that everybody's going to be able to be successful. So when you're looking to recruit, and let's talk from that standpoint, is this part of your interview process, which you're evaluating their ability to use technology or or not even ability, but their willingness to use technology? Does that become part of your selection process? And I think you've done this before, haven't you? You're exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) I have. There has to be, but let me take, take it back. And I know you would agree with me is it's not just evaluating their willingness to use the technology, it's first evaluating their willingness to learn. And that first also starts with character. And in in character, I mean, is is someone willing to, and I I know for myself, as hopefully I've matured, people know around me, I love to be proved wrong because then it means I I found something new. Mm -hmm. And there are those who don't wanna be proved wrong. That's a, a real, uh, impediment to success ultimately. So we have to make sure number one, people have character. That's number one for us. It's not about volume or anything else. Mm-hmm. Character. Why? Because if we have to fix every problem with a policy, we'll end up like companies that we do not want to be like. You cannot fix issues with policies. You have to fix them with education and you need to have people who are willing to learn. So we look for that hungry, humble, and smart, uh, as we say on a regular basis. And when we find people like that, and my final 
comment to folks uh, when I talk to them is, are you willing to work as a partner in this? Meaning when we find something that we can help you with, you're going to listen and, and be part of it. But more important and just as critical, absolutely, is the fact that we're willing to listen to you as well. We just had somebody come in uh, to the organization that um, saw a value in redoing our pre-approval letter. Uh, we're a very unique company in our speed and our technology and all that kind of stuff. But then they saw maybe that there was a gap where we could deliver that better. Great. They were in charge of that working committee then. And they were provided leaders to help ultimately get delivered what they felt was going to be more impactful for their market. So, yes, we're looking for that through character, through a willingness to learn, and then ultimately making sure that they have a full breadth of understanding about who we are as a company as our CEO, who's very innovative, uh, talks about all the time, Roy Jones, you know, he says, we want to be on the cutting edge, but not necessarily on the bleeding edge. In e-close, we were. We were the first in many states to e-close. It also meant that we had title companies and we had realtors that weren't quite ready for that e-close experience. And so when, when we're not ready for something, sometimes as an industry, we get scared of it. And there's a lot of misinformation. So we had to, we realized that we had to start with education about the value of that particular product and how it could change their client's experience if they were a realtor or for a title company, how it made their job easier. And for a client, how it can make it so much more convenient rather than sitting in the closing for an hour like the old days. You can literally be sitting in your bed. Uh, you can be by a poolside. You can be outside of your workplace in your car, quick finishing your closing so you can go back in and not have to take a day off as has had, had happened in the past. Well, you've raised all terrific points, and we only have a few minutes left. So would you like to share a couple takeaways that you think that when it comes to leading sales into the new digital realities that our listeners should know? The most important thing I would simply say is absolutely you have got to be at a company that is helping lead the way because no one loan officer, no one employee can know everything that's out there. And there has to be a culture of learning and growing. Um, that's the first thing. There has to be a willingness to be coached by people like yourself, Pat, sure. uh, so that they can keep up with uh, the kinds of changes and innovations that are occurring. Uh, we love to have our staff, whether it's ops, sales, support in any way, shape, or form, have coaching practices. We as a company are doing a weekly coaching call where anybody can get on in the company and we have a wide breadth of of uh, information that we provide during that call in segments uh, so that we can keep them educated. But um, there is a lot of change uh, absolutely in our industry and just needing to stay up with it means having a great group around you and then having an attitude willing to take the change. I would say at the end, the most important thing though is don't forget that all of this technology does not mean that a customer wants contactless. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we have pizzas delivered now and they'll just leave it on your porch. Sure, that's fantastic, but it doesn't provide as great of an experience, especially if it's there longer than you thought you end up with a cold pizza. We have to make sure that we are still staying as engaged as the consumer wants, but also needs to deliver the long lasting effect uh, that they will remember later on in that final experience. Well, I want to thank you, Randall. They were certainly words of wisdom for sure. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I certainly appreciate you spending time with us. Thanks again, Randall. Thank you so much, Pat. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.